Hello, and welcome to today's edition of the fight against COVID-19, what's really going on, a CGTN radio podcast that brings you everything you need to know about the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Shane Bigham. In this edition, we'll look at spending growth in China during the ongoing Spring Festival holiday. Many holiday revelers will be shopping and spending during the Chinese New Year holiday. According to movie ticketing platform Maoyan, the Spring Festival box office has notched over 2 billion yuan, roughly 300 million U.S. dollars. Outbound tourism is also picking up steam. Online travel agency Feiju says bookings during the holiday period covering 33 countries and regions have more than doubled compared to last year. In particular, bookings to Thailand, the Maldives and New Zealand have increased tenfold. In the past week, the sale of international flight tickets has tripled. Chinese authorities have announced that outbound group tours will resume on a pilot basis from February the 6th. Shui takes a look at the recovery in the outbound tourism sector. From the time when the tourism market pushed the pause button to a fresh start after the new policy was issued, China's outbound tourism had been largely silent for around 35 months. That has changed now with demand for outbound travel soaring, as many tourists are eager to embrace the world again. Hari He, a senior travel writer and a key opinion leader in China, who last traveled abroad in December after outbound travel policies were liberalized. I started my international trips in the early December and visit Singapore, Fiji, Vanuatu, Australia and Hong Kong, China. Onuatu was the first destination I wrote about as a travel editor, so it was also the first stop on my first trip in three years. It took me four transfers and 25 hours flights to the mountain Isor in Onuatu. I saw the most memorable active volcano in the world. Hari He said that as a senior tourist and travel editor, he has witnessed the challenges the tourism industry has endured in the past three years. Many professional travelers are now fully prepared for a strong rebound in tourism this year. I know that many travel magazines and companies closed or laid out this stuff. Travel KOL got little income, but I believe that after the pivot of the policy, things will be much better. There are already many tourist administrations across the world sending their invitations to Chinese travelers. According to data from mafengwo.com, an online travel platform in China, a day after the travel policy was released, searches for outbound travel soared by 460% on its platform, with Bangkok, Tokyo, Chiang Mai, Singapore, and Osaka among the top five overseas destinations, with the highest increase inquiries. The company expects outbound travel to recover more slowly than domestic tourism, and the industry needs to improve its services and prepare for long recovery. 2023 appears to be a promising year for the travel industry, but it will take some time before the confidence of travelers is restored fully. We expect that during the holiday period in the first six months of this year, short trips will still become the mainstream. After three years of sustained pressure, it will also take a period of recovery for the tourism industry to return to its pre-pandemic levels, especially in terms of reception capacity and resource allocation. According to a report from China's Tourism Academy, the number of domestic travelers and tourism income is expected to recover to 70 to 75 percent of pre-pandemic levels. 
the number of inbound and outbound travelers will recover to 30 to 40 percent of normal levels as expected. Experts also believe that during the summer vacation this year, China's tourism market will see a full recovery. That was Shui reporting. To understand more about the surge in demand during the Chinese New Year and how it's spurring the global economic recovery, Lily Liu spoke with Andy Mock, a senior research fellow at the Center for China and Globalization. Andy, happy Chinese New Year to you. So tell us, what have you spotted as new trends in this year's Spring Festival travel and related consumption? Well, happy New Year to you too and everyone watching today. I think one of the most important and exciting trends and developments is the rebound in travel. So according to the Chinese government, uh, about 2 billion trips are expected uh, in this 40-day period known as uh, the Spring Festival Rush. And this is double that of last year. And we all know that uh, Spring Festival Chinese New Year is the most important family holiday. So most uh, traditionally, it's, uh, we use this holiday to spend time with family. But what's new, uh, that's a very promising development for the global tourism industry, is that these family reunions don't have to take place in one's hometown. And in fact, an increasing number of Chinese prefer to spend time with family abroad. And this has, I think, uh, is a very, very positive impact for the global economy this year. Well, Andy, how do you think is the recovery trajectory looking like in the tourism, hospitality and civil aviation sectors? Well, I think it's looking very, very promising. So the Chinese tourist plays a vital role in the global tourism industry for a couple of reasons. One, Chinese tourists uh, travel longer and spend more uh, than tourists from other countries. And while they are uh, big buyers of luxury products like Gucci, LV, Prada, and this is uh, really fantastic for these businesses, uh, at the same time, Chinese tourists are eager for unique experiences off the beaten track. And what this does is it uh, broadens the economic benefit of uh, outbound Chinese tourism, not just uh, to the places we normally might think of, uh, London, Paris, New York, LA, etc., of a places many people might not have heard of. And this is, I think, a very, very important development for 2023 and beyond. Well, Andy, with China fully reopening its borders, do you think that outbound travelers from the China will play a key role in spurring global recovery? I think they absolutely will. And we heard earlier uh, in this segment, um, there is a rebound, there is a pent-up demand, uh, whether this is from travel writers, families, business people, uh, that have not had the opportunity to go abroad in the last three years. So I think we'll see a very strong rebound. And in fact, uh, I can tell you personally, uh, I've seen this uh, flying from Beijing to Cambridge, uh, that many, many Chinese people are uh, on the flights, uh, out at hotels, restaurants. Um, so I think this is, a, a, again, a very, very strong, positive contribution to an uncertain uh, global environment. So we all know from a macro perspective uh, what happens with U.S. interest rates, uh, the conflict in Ukraine uh, are creating uncertainty in the global economy. But the one shining bright spot is uh, the return of the Chinese tourists to, uh, to global travel. That was Andy Mock, a senior research fellow at the Center for China and Globalization. 
The UK tourism and hospitality industry is eyeing the return of tourists from China, where the borders just reopened. James Dan reports. The number of tourist visits from China to the United Kingdom declined dramatically in 2021 compared to 2019 due to the impact of coronavirus. While inbound tourist visits from China peaked over 1 million in 2019, they sunk to just 17,000 in 2021, the lowest figure recorded since 2009. However, now the UK tourism and hospitality industry is excited to finally be able to accommodate for the thousands of Chinese tourists who come to England, Ireland, Scotland and Wales in search of fun, adventure and visiting friends and family. Not only is this positive change for Chinese tourists, but a huge stimulation for the UK economy, which relies heavily on tourism coming from China, with people visiting London and cities and towns throughout the UK. I interviewed Beth and Stewart, two hospitality workers that have over 15 years in serving Chinese tourists in Manchester. Let's first of all talk about the absolute horrible effect COVID had on hospitality in general, um, bars, restaurants, stadiums. Um, it was destitute, it was boring, it was concerning. We didn't even know if the hospitality sector was going to make a good enough comeback. Many establishments in Manchester closed down due to the pandemic, and hospitality workers such as Beth Atton were constantly worried if their restaurant would survive during a time when tourism was at an all-time low. Despite the challenges, the return in tourism has kept them open and thriving. And now we have seen um, an amazing amount of bounce back um, and it's going to change even more considering that these restrictions are now gone um, because a lot of Manchester's hospitality scene um, and income thrives um, on people coming over from all different countries, China in particular in terms of a lot of students live here, a lot of family members coming over to see uh, their sons and daughters and whoever um, and it's, it's, it was a major, major difference. Chinese visitors are some of the most generous spending tourists in the UK, spending an average of 2700 each per visit. Here's Stuart Albertson, a hospitality worker whose livelihood depends on tourism. He's seen the influx of Chinese tourists over the last 10 years and knows how important they are to the economy and the cultural diversity of the city. Some Chinese people are some of the greatest bonds. Um, they know what they're after. Um, it's really good for them to be coming back to the UK because we are a very tourist-based country. We have a lot of uh, Chinese culture um, in Manchester. We have a really massive Chinatown. Um, it's constantly growing. It's being renewed as well. Um, it's currently on a bit of an upvamp. Uh, it's got new money coming in. Um, because of all the uh, new students all want to come here to learn and they also feel that it's good to learn English. Every 22 Chinese tourists that visit the country actually create an additional job in the UK tourism sector. So reintroducing Chinese tourists to the UK is beneficial for the economy, hugely helpful for growth and a massive boost to the tourism industry. Something which the UK desperately needs after the pandemic. And that was James Dan reporting. It's been three years since the first COVID-19 case was confirmed in the United States. Since then, the virus has taken a heavy toll on the country. More than a million people in the U.S. have died from the virus, and the pandemic's far from over. Jim Spellman reports. Three long years ago, the U.S. Centers for Disease Control announced the first confirmed case of what would soon be called COVID-19 in the United States. The patient, a 35-year-old man in Washington state. The good news is, is the CDC, and we also agree that the, the risk is low uh, to residents of the state of Washington. And this is certainly not a moment for panic or high anxiety. It is a moment for vigilance. But the U.S. was often not vigilant. Then-President Donald Trump at times was dismissive of the risk posed by the virus. Do You know, a lot of people think that goes away in April. 
with the heat as the heat comes in. Uh, typically, that will go away in April. We're in great shape. But that was not the case. COVID-19 tore through the United States with devastating results. Cases and deaths mounted. Emergency rooms were overwhelmed. Schools and businesses closed and cities and states ordered lockdowns. But political pressure made a unified public health response difficult. In August 2021, the first vaccines were approved in the U.S. Supply shortages and logistical challenges limited the impact early on. And then vaccines became a political flashpoint with some in the U.S. resisting the jab. But eventually, vaccines helped create a chance for a return to something close to normalcy. Schools and businesses reopened, travel restrictions and mask mandates were eased. The United States has paid a heavy toll. More than 100 million confirmed cases, more than a million deaths, far more than any other country. Many Americans seem content to live with the risks, even as new variants fueled further waves of illness. By late 2022, COVID deaths were still high still have three to 400 Americans dying every day, uh, tens of thousands of people getting infected every day. There is a lot of work to do. Public health officials warned that new variants could present new challenges. We're continuing to see new variants, and we've been lucky that we haven't had one with very severe disease or one that can escape existing immunity, but there's no reason to think that that may not happen. So the best thing we can do is use the preventing methods, but also make sure we vaccinate our high-risk populations so they're protected against severe disease and death. In the three years since COVID-19 was first confirmed by the CDC, the virus has been the third leading cause of death in the United States, and the death toll continues to mount. That was Jim Spellman reporting. With that, we end this edition of the fight against COVID-19, What's Really Going On? Subscribe to our podcast for another episode filled with facts, stories, and opinions concerning the global battle against the coronavirus. For more detailed stories about the pandemic, visit radio.cgtn.com or listen to our current affairs program, The Beijing Hour, online. Drop us a line on our podcast so we can provide you with even more content that interests you. I'm Shane Begum. Thanks for listening.